Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice, odds insights, picks, and predictions to help you beat the sports book. And now your hosts, Jack Jones and Brandon Lee. It's your host, Jack Jones, with the SportsCapping.com free pick podcast. The college football bowl season is quickly approaching. Brandon Lee and I are going to be doing a podcast on the first week of the bowl games. We're going to cover bowls from Friday, December 20th through Thursday, December 26th. We're going to give you guys our three best bets and a lean on every game with some analysis. Uh, Brandon, thanks for coming on in short, on short notice and joining me for this. Hey, no problem. Uh, you know, kind of forces me to uh, get my bowl research done or even more of it done than what I already had. So... Uh, I'm excited to go through these. Yeah, definitely. That's the benefit of it, too. It definitely will help me out with my analysis and everything. Kind of got an idea who I'm going to be picking for most of these bowl games, but uh, definitely is is helping. Uh, let the listeners know uh, about your bowl package, too. Yeah, uh, I got my uh, bowl pass going right now for uh, $249.95. Uh, I finished the regular season pretty strong in college football, 57% run over my last 54 uh, absolutely, you know, crushing it in bowl games over the last couple of years, hitting 66% on all bowl picks. So uh, I'm real excited here. And uh, hopefully if you guys are looking for some help, uh, you sign up for a package. Yeah, uh, nicely done, man. Uh, I'm the number two ranked college football capper all time at sportscapping.com. Uh, 621, 495 college football run. Long term has $1,000 per game betters up 80000 20 and 9 bull run the last two seasons. You can get my college football bull pass, same price as Brandon's, $250. I'll uh, probably have 15 to 20 plays this bull season at a minimum. Uh, all right, let's get into these uh, bowl previews and picks. I'm going to go in rotation order. Let's start it out with the Bahamas Bowl on Friday the 20th. Uh, Buffalo minus 6.5 uh, against Charlotte with a total of 51. Um, these are two teams that have never won a bowl game. Uh, first ever. Uh, Bowl for Charlotte, Buffalo's 0-3, uh, pre- previous three bowl games. What do you like in this one, Brandon? Yeah, talk about a real barn burner uh, to get the bowl season kicked off. Um, you know, I, I don't have a incredibly strong feeling on this game. I, we got a matchup here of two teams that uh, both like to run the football. I think they both led their conference in rushing. Um, you know, I, I really don't like MAC teams. I believe they're coming into this season on a two and fifteen uh, straight up run in bowl games. Uh, you got the 49ers probably motivated here to get that first bowl win. Uh, same thing with Buffalo. Both teams I thought uh, closed the season out strong. Um, as much as I don't want to take a MAC team, I would definitely probably lean that way, uh, simply based on the fact that you know I think this one's going to come down to which team can stop the run, and uh, Buffalo has the better run defense. They're giving up just 2.9 yards per carry. Uh, Charlotte's giving up 5 yards per carry. Uh, Buffalo can't throw the ball, uh, but I don't think they're, either team's going to be able to in this one. The Bahamas Bulls played in like a soccer stadium or something, and they typically have some pretty strong wins, and from what I saw, it's going to be close to 30 miles an hour. So uh, if I play this one, it'll be on the Bulls. Oh, you pretty much stole my analysis word for word here. So I, I like Buffalo minus six and a half, uh, 28 mile an hour per wins in the Bahamas and a better running team in Buffalo, 250 yards per game, five, five yards per carry and way better run defense, giving up almost a hundred yards less per game, uh, on the ground than Charlotte. So I think this one's pretty simple handicap. I like Buffalo too. Yeah. It's a great way. Now we, uh, you know, see the game the same way. Yeah, that total has been dropping all week too. Cause yes, it has. Wins, so like I think seven to fifty-one and a half or yeah, something. Yeah, it's almost too late to even jump in now on that. So, um, 
Let's go to the Frisco Bowl on Friday, December 20th also. Uh, Utah State minus 6.5 versus Kent State over under 67.5. Second bowl game since uh, 1972 for Kent State. Uh, Utah State uh, crushed North Texas 52-13 in their bowl game last year. Who do you like in this one, Brandon? Yeah, we kind of touched on this one in our podcast. You had a free pick on Kent. So uh, for me, it really comes down to uh, whether or not uh, some of these star players, uh, Utah State's quarterback love and uh, top rush are bright. Uh, play or not both could possibly be suspended Um, I don't know that if them playing would get me to back Utah State uh, but I would probably lean that way however uh, I would be more inclined to play the total in this one I go over the 67 and a half uh, pending love and bright both playing Uh, two defenses here that are, are not good both really struggled on the road giving up over 30 points per game and 470 yards per game so uh, I'll be on the over and maybe, I mean, I would lean Utah State if assuming those guys plays. If not, I'm, I'm probably going to pass. Yeah, I did give this one out uh, in our NFL and, and bowl podcast. Uh, this, I'm going to give it out as a best bet. Uh, Kent State plus six and a half. Six and six teams off a straight up winning as, as an underdog or 70% against the spread since 2000. Uh, Kent State won uh, their final three games as an underdog to make a bowl after a three and six start. Uh, so the Golden Flash is obviously excited to be here. Utah State clearly not taking this game seriously with two of their best players in love and running back Brights. Uh, getting uh, cited for that pot possession over the weekend, uh, even though they're both probably going to play. Uh, you know, Kent State obviously motivated for their first win in, in program history, bowl win. Uh, Kent State scored 30-plus points, five of the last six. Utah State's allowed 35 points per game in, in their final uh, six games of the season. Um, another trend I dug up, teams with three or fewer wins the previous season have gone 16-2 and two against the spread the last three years, um, and that includes Kent State. I mean, so um, teams that have huge turnarounds to make a bowl, um, even in recent years, have, have gone on to cover at an alarming rate, 16-2 and two against the spread the last three years. Yeah, that 16-2 and two is hard to argue with. Uh... I will probably be staying away with Utah State, given that information. Um, you know, this is one where you got a strong lean, so I'm going to side with you here just because I just don't want anything to do with the side more than anything. Yeah, I'd like the over, too. I mean, I gave the 30 points per game, five of the last six for Kent State, and Utah State allowing 35. Their final six, so I, I would lean the over, too, if I had to play the total. Yeah, just hoping uh, they, uh, you know, uh, Utah State Anderson head coach uh, lets Love throw the ball a little bit. He's... I think he's kind of chomping at, like, you know, a lot of teams probably like love get rid of him, but uh, he's not really Anderson's style of quarterback. He wants to grind games out. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping he doesn't even play miraculously, but it but, might. I think it's 50 50. Uh, yeah. It's just, yeah, the line hasn't dropped yet. So, I mean, it's dropped a little, but not enough to uh, factor in for him being out if he were to be out. Uh, we're going to go to the New Mexico New Mexico Bowl on Saturday, December 21st. Uh, San Diego State minus 3.5 uh, over Central Michigan, over under 40.5. Uh, first year coach Jim McElwain had the biggest turnaround in the nation, going from 1 and 11 to 8 and 5 in a Mac West title for Central Michigan. Um, the Chippewas also looking to end a four game bowl losing streak. Uh, San Diego State looking to end a two game bowl losing streak. Uh, they lost 27 nothing to Ohio last year. Uh, Brandon, who are you liking this one? Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I really don't want anything to do with Central Michigan here. Uh, I also don't love how Rocky Long treats bowl games. Uh, San Diego State's just 4-9, or he's just 4-9 as a head coach in bowls. Um, he's, you know, K-12 
came out and said that it's basically just a practice and he wants to just, you know, get his freshmen and sophomore, some of the underclassmen, uh, some playing time and ready for the next year. Uh, with that said, I, I would probably lay the three and a half in this one. And it really comes down to San Diego State's defense. Central Michigan rushed for 110 or less yards in uh, five or yeah five games this season. They lost all five, and in those games, they averaged just 13.6 per game. Uh, San Diego State, uh, you know, they're not a great offense. They they play some of the ugliest games you'll ever see. Uh, but we did see like a pretty you know a Wisconsin put up 61 on the uh, Central Michigan. So. I think they can score enough. Another interesting thing, um, though, I think the total's pretty much where it needs to be. Under went eleven and one in San Diego State games this year, so uh, you got to have some real cojones to take the over in this one. Yeah, which is crazy too, because they set all these San Diego State San Diego State totals in the forties or thirties. So, for it to go to eleven one is pretty impressive. Uh, I don't really want anything to do with this game, but my lean would be Central Michigan plus three and a half. I mean, Central Michigan also fits into that trend that's sixteen and two against the spread the last two years or three years, betting on teams with three or fewer wins the previous season that made a bowl game. And you know, Central Michigan wants to be here. San Diego State has trouble putting teams away because of their pitiful offense, uh, averaging just nineteen points per game. So, yeah, I could see this one decided by a field goal, but I'm probably probably not going to touch it. Is that three straight MAC teams we're back in here? Oh, I'm not, hey, trust trust <laughs> me, I do not feel good about back in the MAC, but I'm not gonna really be back in this MAC team with my money. So, uh, so right on, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Cure Bowl Saturday, December 21st. Also, Georgia Southern minus four uh, over Liberty, over under 58 and a half. First ever bowl for Liberty and Georgia Southern, two and zero in their previous two bowl games. Uh, what do you like in this one? Yeah, this is an interesting matchup for me. Uh, you got Hugh Freeze uh, with Liberty. He's went three and one in bowl games as a head coach, um, though I don't think uh, the Flames are all that great. They didn't really play anybody this season. Uh, Georgia Southern has a big win over App State. Uh, went six and two over their last eight. Liberty, on the other hand, was kind of the opposite. Went two and three in their last five. Uh, for me, I, I would focus more on the total and the over fifty-eight and a half. Uh, I think both uh, teams' match offenses match up well here. Georgia Southern has the number eight rushing attack. They'll be up against the 100th-ranked run defense of Liberty. Liberty, on the other hand, is number 21 in the country in passing. They'll be up against the 91st-ranked pass defense. Um, both teams uh, not great on the road. Um, Eagles allowed 33.2 points per game away from home, and Liberty gave up 35.8. So, I think 58 and a half is a pretty good price on the total. Yeah, I don't mind that either. Uh, if I had to take the total, uh, my lean would be Georgia Southern. Uh, not sure how Liberty is going to stop Georgia Southern's rushing attack. Eagles average 261 yards per game, five yards per carry on the ground, while Liberty gives up 193 yards per game, 4.7 per carry on the ground. Very small lean here because I know Liberty is excited to be playing in its first bowl game. Yeah, and I should probably mention that will be one of my best bets. Uh, Got to throw that out there. That is one of my three. Oh, the over, the over, the over, the over fifty-eight and a half. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Um, let's go to the Boca Raton Bowl Saturday, December twenty-first. Also, SMU minus three over uh, Florida Atlantic. Over under sixty-eight and a half. Uh, only second bowl in seven years for SMU. Only the second. Or I think it's the third bowl in eleven years for FAU. Um, so two teams that should be excited to be here. Uh, Brandon, what do you what do you like here? 
Yeah, I gave this one out on the podcast. I gave SMU minus three, and it will be another one of my best bets. I just don't like FAU in this spot. Uh, Lane Kiffin leaving. Um, he's not only uh, a guy that I think, you know, having him gone takes away from the game, but his play calling and ability to pre- prepare for the game, uh, I think, are huge. There are also some other coaches that he's pulled off the staff and taken with him. Uh, I just think there's a lot of uncertainty and just not a lot of chemistry going on with FAU in this game. I think we're getting a really good price because it is being played in FAU's home stadium. Uh, I don't think that's as big a deal as people make it out to be. And I just think SMU is one of the best teams in the country that uh, maybe people don't really know about. Their only two losses uh, were both close games against Memphis and Navy. Uh, I just think they're better in all phases in this one. So uh, I know Publix on SMU, but uh, so am I in this one. Uh, I lean yeah, SMU minus three, two, like we discussed. Uh, SMU's only two losses came on the road to Memphis by six, Navy by seven. Two 10 win teams, uh, very close to being 12 and 0. Um, SMU schedule uh, was 75th, while FAU's was 115th. So SMU played a, a schedule that was 40 spots tougher than FAU did. Uh, don't trust FAU to show up with Kiffin uh, leaving and Taggart coming in next year. So um, definitely like SMU with you. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's just one where, you know, you don't always want to be on the public side, but sometimes you just can't help it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the public's not going to lose every game. And this is one I think, you know, I think, well, that three's not going to last for very long for one, but um, I don't think it's all public money. I think there's some sharp money in there, too. Um, I'm going to take the Camellia Bowl. Uh, sorry, I'm not going to take the, <laughs> the Camellia Bowl on Saturday, December 21st. Uh, Arkansas State minus two and a half versus Florida International over over under 61 and a half. Uh, third straight bowl game for FIU. They beat Toledo in the Bahamas Bowl last year. It's a second Camellia Bowl in three years for Arkansas State, losing to Middle Tennessee in 2017. Butch Davis seven and two against the spread in bowls as head coach. Blake Anderson one and four straight up, one and four against the spread in bowls. Hope I didn't steal any of your uh, coaching trends there. But Brandon, what do you like in this game? Yeah, uh, I definitely was going to mention those stats there, uh, and I think that's a big angle for this one. Um, I, I, I like Butch Davis and his ability to get his team ready to play in bowl games. Um, I, I like this FAU team. They, they kind of disappointed early, uh, but even with that said, I, I like how they match up in this one, um, and I'm going to make it another best bet. We'll go three in a row here. Uh, I love how they match up as, in terms of this Arkansas State team cannot run the football. They're a pass-first team. That plays right into the strength of this FIU defense. They're number six in the country against the pass. Uh, I think FAU is going to be able to do whatever they want offensively in this game. Uh, they got a pretty good quarterback in James Morgan, uh, who I think will be playing or at least drafted in the NFL um, this coming uh, April or whenever the draft is. Uh, Arkansas State's defense, number 104 against the run, number 123 against the pass. Uh, I'm not saying that FIU is going to be, you know, shut down this uh, Arkansas State offense, but I I think they'll get enough stops to pull away and cover as a small dog. Yeah, if I had to touch the side, I'd probably lean the same way as you there, man. Um, I do lean to the over 61.5. Two bad defenses, especially away from home. Arkansas, Arkansas State gave up. 40.3 40.3 points per game on the road, FIU allowing 37.7 points per game on the highway. Two very good quarterbacks, Red Wolves, 
305 passing yards per game, 14th best in the nation. Uh, James Morgan, a senior QB for FAU, ready to show out in his final game. I uh, really don't like this game, honestly, but uh, force me, I'll take the over. Yeah, and it's uh, one where I would probably lean that way as well. I mean, I'm a little bit concerned with Arkansas State's offense, but uh, 62 and a half is is not a bad number. No, FIU's defense is legit. Uh, um, as far as, but I, the problem is they haven't played very many good offenses. So, True. So their numbers are their their pass defense is really good. Uh, but like I said, they they haven't seen many offenses this good. So, um, but yeah. Uh, They've also not faced many defenses this bad, as bad as Arkansas State. So I think their FIU is going to get get rolling offensively. Um, let's see. Let's move on to the Las Vegas Bowl Saturday, December twenty first. Uh, Washington as a three point favorite over Boise State, over under fifty. Uh, this is going to be Chris Peterson's final game at Washington. He'll retire after this game. Uh, fitting that he's facing his former team here in Boise State. It's definitely the most anticipated bowl game of like the pre-Christmas games. Uh, Washington will be trying to end a three-game bowl losing streak. Uh, Boise has won three of its last four bowls. Uh, Brandon, what do you like here? Yeah, uh, definitely the best matchup early on. Uh, it's uh, with a lot of different angles you can look at it here. Um, I'm not sure how excited Peterson is that he's going to be facing his old team in his final game. I'm pretty sure he would have liked to lay it on another team. Uh, but I still think uh, Washington will be motivated here. Uh, to send him out in style. Uh, Boise State, I, I just wonder how good they really are. Um, they're a team that, you know, kind of came in with a lot of hype, and they got some good wins. But, again, I, I'm just not real sure on the Mountain West this year. Uh, there's been rumblings with Harson, you know, kind of wanting out of Boise State. He was interviewing uh, for a lot of jobs um, in these last couple weeks. So, uh, Boise State is also a team that has had a lot of success against Pac-12 teams, 10-3 and three straight up, last 13 uh, versus that conference. Um, I, I would probably lean Washington just because I think they probably are the more talented team. However, my, I, I probably go under 50 as the stronger play for me. I like it. I my lean is on the under fifty. Uh, two of Washington's best players will sit out this game get to get ready for the NFL. Left tackle Trey Williams will sit out. Tight end Hunter Bryant will also sit. Bryant's the team's leading receiver. Will be missed a lot. Fifty two receptions, eight hundred and twenty five yards for a tight end. Guy's a stud. Uh, two very good defenses. Washington twenty point four points per game. Boise State only gives up twenty point six points per game. Boise seven and zero to the under last seven versus good teams that outscore opponents. Uh, by 10 plus points per game the under is nine and two in the broncos last 11 against a team with a winning record and the under is six and one in huskies last seven neutral site games as a favorite so i'm glad we're on the same side there yeah really hoping that weaver plays for boise state i mean i know he says he is but you never know with some of these guys um you know getting they say they're going to and then they don't but that boise state defensive line is the real deal yeah that definitely uh it, there isn't as much of a factor as um, with the guys sitting out before Christmas, but once after Christmas, it's hard to release some of these bull bull plays early when you just don't know. Um, so I feel comfortable giving out picks for uh, games through the twenty sixth though this week. Um, New Orleans Bowl Saturday, December twenty first, Appalachian State minus sixteen and a half versus UAB over under forty seven and a half. App State coach Eli Drinkwitz has left to take the job at Missouri. 
This comes a year after Scott Satterfield left App State to head to Louisville. Uh, the Mountaineers just keep on winning despite the coaching changes. They went 12-1 and this year. UAB went 9-4 and this year. Head coach Bill Clark has, Clark has constructed one of the best turnarounds in the country with this program. It's amazing uh, no other schools nabbed Clark yet. But, uh, Brandon, what do you like in this game? Yeah, uh, I get why the lines dropped a little bit uh, with the App State coach leaving. But with that said, I would definitely lean Appalachian State in this one. I think UAB is the biggest joke uh, of any team in the bowl games. Their wins this year are against Alabama State, Akron, South Alabama, Rice, UTSA, Old Dominion, UTEP, LaTeX, and North Texas. The only one of those teams with more than four wins was Louisiana Tech, and the Bulldogs had their star quarterback, uh, Lamar Smith, suspended for that game. Uh, their losses this year, they lost by 23 to Tennessee, 35 to Southern Miss, they got annihilated in the championship game, 49-6 by FAU. Uh, you know, as long as App State isn't, you know, upset about the coach leaving, which I think, you know, they're kind of used to it at this point, uh, I think they can name their number here, and uh, I just can't see them lo- not winning by more than 20. Yeah, I was trying to make every possible case I could for UAB, man, but I just couldn't do it. I lean Appalachian State. Um, App State uh, last year beat Middle Tennessee 45-13 to in the New Orleans Bowl after losing their head coach, so didn't have a problem last year. And I just don't see any way UAB hangs around. I mean, lost by 43 to FAU in the title game. Uh, they feasted on an easy schedule. You mentioned it, got blown out every time they stepped up in class. They played the 138th-ranked schedule in the country. App State went 5-0 and straight up, 4-1 against the spread their last five games. They're outscoring opponents by 19.2 points per game on the season, so covering big numbers is not a problem for them. Some belt teams also 11-3 and against the spread in the New Orleans Bowl since 2005. Hate laying big points in bowls, but it's App State or pass for me. Yeah, it's. I don't know if it's because they're not on TV a lot or whatever, but I just don't think App State gets the credit they deserve. I, I don't think people quite understand just how well orchestrated that program is. And, you know, I just I, – I love the UAB story and what they've done, but uh, they, they – I mean, any team could have got to a bowl with their schedule. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the Gasparilla Bowl, Monday, December 22nd, uh, UCF minus 17.5 versus Marshall. Over under 61 and a half. Uh, Marshall playing in the Gasparilla Bowl for the second straight year and third time in five years beat South Florida 36 to 20 last year. Uh, UCF played in the new New Year in a New Year's Six Bowl the last two years, but uh, definitely a step down in bowl prestige here. Uh, Brandon, who you have in this game? Yeah, I- I'm really trying to get there with Marshall in the points, um, but you know, there's a lot of things that scare me off here. Uh, you want to look at just uh, some, you know conference head-to-head matchups kind of type of thing ucf beat the best team um in the conference usa and champion uh fau 48 to 14 led 42 to 6 in that game uh as for marshall they played the aac runner-up in cincinnati got annihilated at home 52 to 14 so if you just look at that i mean that kind of gets uh you know lets you know why the line (laughs) is what it is uh, I do think Marshall has a good defense. Um, the big question is, can it hold up against this offense? Um, and then the other thing here is just how motivated is UCF in this game? You mentioned them playing in you know, the Big Bulls, the Peach and Fiesta the last two years. Uh, Kiffin's trying to take offensive coordinator Jeff uh, Lebby away from the team. So maybe he's not fully you know, locked into this game. Uh, I, I'm, I, like I said, I'm trying to get there with Marshall. 
Uh, but for right now, it's a pass. Yeah, you're scaring me here a little bit, but best bet, Marshall plus 17 and a half. Uh, Marshall, 12 and 1, last 13 bowl games. Doc Holliday, 6 and 0 straight up, 6 and 0 against the spread in bowl games at Marshall. Uh, I don't see UFC be, UCF being very excited here after playing LSU in the Fiesta Bowl and Auburn in the Peach Bowl uh, the last couple years. Um, so uh, I just think UCF's been overvalued here down the stretch, 2-7 and seven against the spread their last nine games, consistently been laying too many points, and I think they are here again against Marshall. I am curious, what I, I didn't hear the Lane Kiffin deal with uh, the offensive coordinator. What do you know about that? Uh, I just saw something on ESPN that he's going after uh, him, so Levy, so, you get, know. Get him out of there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, this is a definitely a motivation game, and not a. Uh, I think Marshall is as good as UCF play. Right, it's a talent. It's one, not close. It, yeah, but. their defense is really good, though. I mean, they can slow them down, but they got it. They got it. Their offense has to get going here a little bit. Um, yeah, so. We'll see how that one plays out. Anyways, uh, let's move on to the Hawaii Bowl. Uh, Tuesday, December 24th, BYU minus two versus Hawaii, over under 64. BYU coming off a 49-18 to win over Western Michigan in the Potato Bowl last year. Ended a 1-3 straight up, 0-4 against ATN, 0-4 against the spread uh, slide. Uh, Hawaii, only third bowl game in the last nine years, lost 14-31 to to La Tech last year in the Hawaii Bowl. One and four straight up, one and four ATS last five bowls. Uh, Brandon, uh, what do you uh, recommend in this game? Yeah, this is a tough one for me. Uh, BYU is the better team. However, I, this is one of the rare instances where I do think home field plays a little bit of an advantage here for Hawaii. Um, you know, this is a game I think they're going to be motivated to play. Uh, they played BYU last year. Uh, they lost pretty bad. Uh, I think it was 49-23. Uh, they also, you know, as you mentioned, lost in this bowl last year. This is a Hawaii team that's, you know, done some remarkable things. Getting to the Mountain West title game is something I don't think anyone could have envisioned a couple of years ago for this program. Uh, you know, I just wonder if BYU doesn't treat this as a little more of a vacation uh, than a business trip. But um, the line here also, I think, would make me probably lean Hawaii if I was going to take it because it does feel like uh, they're begging you to take BYU. I uh, this is one of our few disagreements. I lean BYU. Uh, BYU five and zero straight up one or four and one against the spread last five meetings with Hawaii, and I think uh, BYU is being a little undervalued here after going zero and four against the spread. Their final four games of the year. Uh, BYU played the much tougher schedule this year. Hawaii only beat two bowl teams this season among their nine wins. Um, and I believe one was Nevada, and I, the other one's uh, skipping my mind right now. But BYU beat USC, Tennessee, Boise State, Utah State, four bowl teams. Um, Hawaii content with uh, just making the MW, Mountain West title game against Boise, losing by 21. Uh, BYU has been through three different quarterbacks this year, but finally got some stability down the stretch with their best quarterback, Zach Wilson, healthy. Uh, it's a great destination bowl for BYU. It, it's a veteran team with grown men, just the way things work at BYU. So I don't think they'll be too distracted in Hawaii. Um, so I'm going to lean BYU. Yeah, and the thing is for me is like, you know, they have all those great wins, but, you know, the Hawaii Bowl is not – I mean, it's a great destination, but it's not a great bowl, um, you know, just based – you know, people know that. Uh, you got the Christmas factor playing on, you know, Christmas Eve and all that stuff. So um, – it's fishy to me. Like I said, I, I don't love Hawaii. You know, maybe I can get there with the over 64 with how much both these teams like to throw the football. Uh, so I'll have to dig a little more on this one, but 
Uh, it's just a tough one. It is a tough one. I don't know if it'll be a premium or not, so uh, it's definitely a tough one. It's not one of my favorites by any means. Um, Independence Bowl, Thursday, December 26th, Miami minus six versus La Tech. Uh, over under 50, La Tech, one of only two teams entering the bowl season with five consecutive bowl wins. The other's Wisconsin. Miami lost to Wisconsin each of the last two seasons in their bowl games. And Miami coach Manny Diaz was a defensive coordinator under Law Tech head coach Skip Holtz back in 2014. So that's another interesting tie heading into this bowl game. Uh, what do you like here, Brandon? Yeah, this just missed out on a best bet. I would definitely lean towards taking the points with uh, Louisiana Tech. Skip Holtz, 5-0 and in bowl games. Um, you know, they, the Bulldogs might just have been the best team in Conference USA. Uh, you know, if Smith doesn't get suspended, they definitely win that division, I believe. And, you know, who knows against FAU? They might have beat them in that game. Uh, I, as for Miami, I, I just really question how motivated they are right now. Uh, they, they definitely didn't show any motivation in the final two games of the regular season, uh, losing to FIU and Duke, two teams that they, you know, they should have beat by 20-plus if they – Either they wanted to. Uh, Miami's got some key guys hurt on offense that might not play. They've also got some guys on defense that might sit out uh, for the NFL. Uh, also, a uh, home game here, or not a home game, but real close to home uh, for Louisiana Tech. So, and you got the first bowl game uh, for head coach Manny Diaz. So, he might not necessarily be familiar with how to get the team to respond in this spot. Um, it's Louisiana attacker pass for me. Well, I'm glad you were close to making it a best bet because it is a best bet for me. A program like Miami cannot be excited to be playing in the Independence Bowl. Um, definitely will feel like a home game, like you said, for Law Tech and Shreveport. Louisiana, uh, Law Tech probably would have gone 11-1 this season if not for the suspensions to two of their best players, quarterback Jamar Smith, wide receiver Agent Hardy. Uh, both set out those Marshall and UAB losses. Uh, they returned for the season finale, put up 41 points against UTSA, and uh, the Bulldogs are pretty much fully healthy right now. And I'm glad you mentioned those injuries for Miami and the guys that possibly sit out too. I think that's a big reason for this line move. Uh, Miami ended the season with two huge upset losses to um, FIU, but as 21-point favorites, Duke is 8-point favorites. Uh, nearly lost to Central Michigan as 30-point favorites uh, earlier this season, too. They just can't be trusted. I mean, like you said, Holtz 5-0 and in Bulls at La Tech. Um, so I think they make it six in a row here, uh, Bull yeah. wins. Yeah, it just seems like whenever Miami's in this spot, they just have a really tough time showing up. Uh, they, they love getting up for good teams, but, you know, playing a bad team that wants to beat them, it, they just it just doesn't seem to work out well for them. So. It would be a real shocker for me if Miami was excited to play in this one. For sure. Um, let's move on to our last bowl game we're going to cover here. Uh, quick Lane Bowl, Thursday, December 26th. Pitt minus 11 versus Eastern Michigan, over under 49. Two teams with consider or considerable bowl, bowl victory drought square off here in Detroit. Pittsburgh's lost four straight bowls dating back to 2013 when they beat Bowling Green in the Quick Lane Bowl. In Detroit, uh, Eastern Michigan hasn't won a bowl since 1987. Of course, only their second bowl appearance since 1987 as well. Who do you like in this game, Brian? Yeah, this is a tough one for me. Uh, another MAC team in this one, which I, you know, I've mentioned, I'm not enthused at all about backing a MAC team in these bowl games. Uh, however, this is one I might be able to get to. Uh, Pat Narduzzi, 0 and 3 in bowl games uh, with Pitt. Um, you know, there's going to be some motivation for Eastern Michigan here. The game is pretty close to home. Um, 
the the big concern here is you got an Eastern Michigan team that actually tied for the third worst record in the MAC this year. So I mean, are they you know good enough? Pitt's a really tough team for me to figure out. Uh, all seven wins by ten or points or less, but they also beat UCF and only lost by seven to Penn State. Uh, which you know the fact that they didn't beat a single team by more than ten, it, it just automatically I think makes you lean Eastern Michigan with this line because the public's betting this up. I think it was around eight to start. Uh, Pitt could also be down some key guys on offense. I think they got their two pass top pass options and their second uh, running back. Both are all listed questionable. So um, this is one I, I would probably take the dog in if I had to. Yep, another gross lean on a MAC team, Eastern Michigan plus 11, for a lot of the same reasons. I mean, I noticed the seven wins for Pitt all by 10 points or less, too. I'm glad you had that stat. They did beat a, a MAC team by 10 in Ohio. Um, you know, Pitts just struggles to get margined with that poor offense that averages 21.8 points per game. I like that it's a close game. Uh, Ypsilanti, Michigan is short drive to Detroit. Uh, so Eastern Michigan upset Illinois on the road and Western Michigan at home, two bowl teams. So I think they can hang around for four quarters here. Don't know if it'll be a premium or not, but I have to lean with the plus 11 when you say Pitt hasn't beaten anybody by more than 10 yet so for sure and then you just got to wonder like so i mean not only is it oftentimes like is a team motivated to like go to a bowl game and play well but look at who they're playing and you know how excited can you really get to play eastern michigan you can't you really you know what can't i mean it's like all. oh wow they went three and five in the mac well it doesn't even like if they beat them who cares? No, I mean, it does, they've got nothing to gain here. So, yeah. you know, I might have talked myself into it, but it is a MAC team. So, yeah, I know. Hey, one of these years, is Mac's going to turn it around? I, yeah. well, I'm obviously hoping it's this year. I don't have a ton, but I, you know, they might be I, undervalued. You never know. Just because of, I, I don't think we're alone in of how bad we think the MAC yeah, is. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that trend's definitely out there big time now. Um, let's re- recap our best bets for the listeners. Uh, mine. Uh, Kent State plus six and a half over Utah State in the Frisco Bowl. Marshall plus seventeen and a half over UCF in the Gasparilla Bowl, and La Tech plus six over Miami in the Independence Bowl. Brandon, what are your three best bets? Yeah, I got the Liberty Georgia Southern over fifty eight and a half in the Cure Bowl. I got SMU minus three in the Boca Raton Bowl, and uh, I got FIU plus two and a half in the Camellia Bowl. All right, man. I was glad to see that LaTeX was close to making your best bets, and SMU was definitely close to making mine too. Um, but it worked out well because we got it, instead of having uh, you know the same best bet, now they now the listeners get six total best bets here uh, to to get them through Christmas. And uh, you know, um, thanks for coming yeah. on, Brandon, and uh, great insight and analysis out of you. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Wouldn't have been any fun if we had the same three best bets. I mean, no, it wouldn't have. We didn't plan it. We didn't plan it to be different. Because yeah. I told you before we did it, I was just like, yeah, let's just don't even tell me your picks. Let's just kind of wing it. Not really wing it, but, you know, it's it's more fun to just kind of be surprised. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, thanks for go- coming on, and Merry Christmas to you, man. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you and uh, all our listeners. And uh Good luck to everyone uh, Friday when we get this thing going. Yeah, I hope we kill it on these. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at BetFirmsJack. Hit Brandon up on Twitter at BLeeSportsPicks. Uh, sign up for a premium package from Brandon and I at SportsCapping.com or BetFirm.com. We'll be back with more bowlings and best bets after Christmas. Happy holidays, everyone.
Thanks for listening to the SportsCapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at SportsCapping.com.